broadcasting from the greater Philadelphia area and various locations across the U.S., this is unofficial remote. The good, the not so good, the glorious, and the bull. Real talk about working remotely. And we are your hosts, Jeff and Kim. Give somebody a checklist. If you're going to be a full-time RV or working remotely, what what are the must-haves? What are the nice-to-haves? What are the, eh, you know, if you're if you got some disposable income. So what, what is the must-haves? I think the must-have is a, a solar setup. You need to oh. be able to charge your batteries without having to run a generator because sometimes you'll park in an area that is not – you don't want to draw attention to yourself. If you run a generator, even ours, which is really quiet, it still makes noise. People are like, oh, what are they doing? Especially since, you know, the Nashville bombing – we were talking, my wife and I were talking about that with the Nashville bombing. And I was like, well, that's going to affect people boondocking in uh, cities because people are going to start calling in yeah, RVs thing. that are parked. Yeah. That's the big thing, I think, is solar having having ability to charge your batteries so you can use the power because that's the biggest thing with RVing is power. Got to be able to charge your laptop, your hotspots, all that stuff but have it be something that's renewable without making a lot of noise. I was looking on Indiegogo today. You and I were looking at a, a new uh, chair that were both like, this looks such really an interesting. Awesome chair. <laughs> but so I, you know, I was kind of just scrolling through the rest of Indiegogo and I saw that there are, there were multiple, uh, I'd say like almost like one foot square, like cubes that are power stations that, that look yeah. like that, that would fit yeah, the bill. So yeah. that is what you're okay. okay so the that power was kind of our backup. Gotcha. Okay. So the the so, power with the what about the three hotspots? Would that be also on the checklist for so must have? Yeah, I think the hotspots also there would be secondary as having. Of course, I suppose you know it's kind of interchangeable between one and two. You need both if you're going to work remote. You got to have internet, so you got to have the hotspot, but you also need the power because those hotspots are going to drain. And they're going to die if you don't charge them. So you need that, but you got your laptop; it's got to keep charged. You know that that sort of thing. The comparison now with the desk is now with the desk, I can have a second monitor with my laptop. In the RV, limited on space, so I'm just I just had the laptop, but it still draws a lot of power. So we had one of those portable batteries that you just mentioned, but I would just charge that up when I was in a Starbucks, just plug it in and watch. It'd charge it up and for those times where we were going to be in a place where I needed to have power, but I didn't need to be connected all the time. So, so would you say that a, would an external monitor be out of the question? Would that just take up like way too much real estate for, you know, for me it did because I only had so much space in the, uh, in the kitchen table in the RV, I could have made it work, but I found that, I'm just going to do it all on the laptop. It's a nice thing to have now, but then in the RV where we're trying to conserve room and trying to conserve power because those monitors can sometimes draw a lot of power. It's all about the electricity and the battery power you have. And so whatever you can do to conserve that, that's what you do. So that was always a factor. Extra drain. Yeah, hmm. big factor. Yeah. So with your workspace, so you were working at the kitchen table. So it wasn't yeah. like really a designated workspace. It was no multi-purpose area. So you didn't have a cup for your pens and and that sort right. of thing. 
I didn't, uh, you know, have my uh, fluid stance uh, whiteboard that I like now, <laughs> but uh, I made it work. And when you start going down that road with the RV life and you start making things work, you just kind of get used to it. Yeah, I, I so feel it like it's normal. You see, you it was seamless. I, don't know, I never got the sense that it was an impediment. I was just like, no, this is, you know, the how we live. And you have a mindset of living in an RV. And, and so that came kind of like really naturally to you. When Kind of going back to the remote stories that we were talking about earlier, I could not get over how many people had posted about working in coffee shops. You know, they were talking, you know, oh, yeah. they were talking about Starbucks, that their <laughs> biggest challenge was when you have to poop. <laughs> you got to pack up all of your gear to go into yep. the bathroom. But in the comments all the time, people are always like, ah, you just use this laptop lock. But then you have to also find somebody that looks maybe trustworthy, like nearby. Like, hey, can you watch? The, can you keep my table saved for what? me? Yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, my gosh. Would not have thought about that. Especially in an area, you know, some Starbucks are not located in great areas anyway. And so you have some tranches and stuff that are coming in to get warm, charge their phones and which, you know, God bless them, you know, that's what they do. And, but, you know, I like to think the best of people, but you also have to be aware yeah. that there are some people that'll do whatever they can to maybe, you know. Especially if it's a company laptop, you can't just be all, right. you know, leaving that shit all out there, you know, hanging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you you know, you're in it. I had an advantage because my wife, when I messaged her, she could come in and watch my stuff while I, you know, use the facilities. And that's wait, 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 wait. So if you had to go to the bathroom, you would have to message your spouse. Right. To stop what they were doing to come in, to sit in your place so that you could go to the bathroom. Yeah. I don't want to, first off, you don't want to lose your great <laughs> spot that's in a coffee shop by an outlet. Because let me tell you, there's not an outlet by every spot that you're working <laughs> in a coffee shop. So <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you can, any, any women that are watching this right now, they were like, oh, hell no. Because you, we can't hold it, Jeff. We can't hold it. Because that's how you get a UTI. That's how UTIs happen. <laughs> and if I'm living in an RV and I got a UTI, there's going to be hell yeah. to pay. Somebody's yeah. paying if I got a UTI <laughs> in an RV. That is not going to go very well. So your secondary option is to always kind of scan and be aware of your surrounding, which you should do anyway as a safety tip. You should always be aware of your surroundings and people that are in there. You can kind of tell if you go with your gut, you can tell the people that are kind of sketch. But you can also tell the people that are in there to work and they don't mind watching your stuff because they know that, hey, I watch their stuff. They're going to watch my stuff when I need to get up. You know, you just kind of, you have to plan ahead for that stuff because you know it's going to happen. So I always, whenever I go in, first off is looking for an outlet. You got to find an outlet and sometimes they have the tables placed where it's just ridiculous and there's no outlet. So you always find that spot. If you get that spot, then you're looking at people going, okay, who would I trust? You know. <laughs> you, you're scanning the room for other remote workers. <laughs> Right. You don't want to judge, obviously, but still you do judge because that's expensive property, especially when it's like, you know, a MacBook like we're used to using. So if you see somebody nearby with another MacBook, you know that they're not just going to go, yeah, I don't need this laptop. I'm working. I'm going to take that laptop. You know, they're going to watch for you because you can return the favor when they have to go. So you kind of bring up a good point. So last episode, we actually touched on um, security 
and, mm-hmm. you know, securing your router. But I was really, you know, we were really kind of speaking from a, when you're working from home kind of mindset when you're in a public place. So like when we would, we, we would go to, we would uh, work conferences. So the, the company would sponsor conferences yeah. and we would go work the conferences, like work the booth and such. And when, you know, I would bring folks out, I would kind of remind them like, look, you should not be on your laptop in a way that is visible to anybody that's attending that conference, because it, whether that's proprietary or, you know, like information or something about the, the, the roadmap, nothing, no thing, not one thing should be visible to anybody else at that conference. You know, that's, I think I mentioned it before for many companies, their greatest, most valuable asset is data and information. And so when we're talking about going and working like in a coffee shop or like I heard once that um, a great place if you're a remote worker is to work in like a hotel lobby because you got some Wi-Fi or whatever, but you have to go to the bathroom it's a consideration. You have to hope that the person, you know, like when well, you got to go, you got to go. Um, yeah. one of those things that you have to think of. So, you know, of course, you know, most people know when you're kind of going in a place like that and you're tapping into the Wi-Fi that there are certain vulnerabilities that exist if you're not accessing your information in a certain yeah. way. So using, yeah. um, you know, encryption and, you know, lo- login kind of processes and such. Also just you and I have not worked for some, you know, if, if we were like at a random coffee shop that somebody else there would be able to see that and that that would be something that of interest to them, you know, but conferences or you know, where you're working, there were people there that were all there for the same purpose and the same focus and that sort of thing. Yeah. So that would be information that is very, something that should be very protected. There's a lot of companies out there. doesn't matter where they go. The information that's on their screen is going to be, it has to be protected. And, you know, we have to, yeah. you know, and of course I know you're, you've always been super mindful of that. You know, you when it, wherever you sit, because um, you know we would do webinars together and that sort of thing, and you always had your back to the wall. That was a given, like every time, like one of those things, strategies that you would kind of implement to kind of protect. So simple things like that, in addition to yeah. how you're logging yeah, in, a, and two-factor authorization and encryption. Yeah, it's a personal safety thing too. You want to see what's coming at you. You don't want to have an open back because you never know. Today, who knows what's going to happen? Always. Make sure your back's covered because you never know what's going to happen there. So personal safety, but also, like you mentioned, data safety, because then nobody can look over my shoulder and go, oh, look at that. Oh, interesting. You know, it's all protected. Yeah. Uh, Before we talk about Tulsa and that transition, you kind of mentioned about not being, when you were in Florida, watching the the, uh, spacecraft. Yeah. Talking about like, hey, I don't have Wi-Fi and, you know, I'm, I'm doing whatever I can do. And I never got the sense that it was ever something that you ran up against, but do you ever feel like it could be a problem for somebody that their professionalism would be called into question? Like, you know, like, oh, we don't take that person as seriously, their contribution as valuable because they're, you know, we we, we have to be flexible to their circumstances wherever they happen to be in their RV. So we just take what we can get from them, but we don't really call them into projects and look to them for leadership. Yeah, you know, I don't, I never got that feeling from the, the company that I'm currently with. No, they I never, never did. Either. Yeah, they were very receptive to this. And, you know, a lot of them. Uh, and it almost looked still, at leveraging it. You know, it was. Right. Something. How can we do outreach, you know, to our customers mm-hmm. and things like that? But I think you really have to make sure with the company you're with that this is going to be an issue or not. And I think you can you make certain uh, steps to make sure that you're, the data is secure because that, like you said, 
that's the number one concern. We don't want our customers' data to be exposed. And how do you avoid doing that? Well, you know, use hotspots. Those are, you know, password protected. Maybe when you're doing certain things, you don't use the free Wi-Fi. You pick up the hotspot and log on to that for those certain things. But, you know, if you're doing other work that doesn't require you to be online, like videos and things like that, then like in our, you know, positions, then, you know, you can do that with uh, free Wi-Fi and it doesn't really matter. But uh, I think just being aware and being uh, very careful with the customer data, because that, like you said, that's job number one. You don't want that information out there. Yeah, you always by and, default in working from the RV, but when it was yeah. things like we were like running webinars together or you know things like that, where you you know it yeah. it wasn't there was no no sensitive information to be displayed or shared. That's when you know you would turn on the camera and be like, oh, where are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we made it part of the the webinar, which was kind we of did. Oh, we did. Time? <laughs> and, and you know, our, and the attendees like really loved it, you know. And you yeah. you were always with the mute button because you would the only time you ever unmuted is when you had to speak, and then you quickly muted again. Yeah. You are probably going to be kind of loud. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of considerations to it, you know, with with all of those considerations, and then also kind of factoring in this whole like you know tax thing. It's going to be interesting to see how that impacts the 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 actual nomad remote yeah, sure. uh, lifestyle because I think it's going to throw some. Uh, just bumps in the road. Yeah, definitely something to keep it uh, keep an eye on. And we'll, of course, here always talk about the stuff we see. But, uh, yeah, even though we're not, like, in the RV for the next year, I'll still be, you know, keeping my finger on the pulse, obviously. So, yeah, it's in your blood, I think. Yeah, so- I think it is kind of. <laughs> okay, so talking, so you have now, as you said, it's out in the parking lot now. It's all sad and lonely out there. James Bond in the parking lot, not being. I go out there every day. I go out there every day and give it a hug. <laughs> <laughs> but you are now in in this really great loft in Tulsa. You are a recipient of Tulsa Remote, an incentive program. But kind of going way back before that, and and we kind of already touched on the conferences when you were in like your first year or so, like, you know, working uh, in in the RV. I remember us you know, coming together, like, okay, we're going to go work this conference and wherever it was that we were at the time. And of course the company, you know, pays for like hotel rooms for us, to, you know, yeah. because we have to have a place to be able to sleep and <laughs> your wife, of course, being with you. And the two of you being in this hotel room, you're like, this is like, it just feels like so much space. And, you know, and it was a standard, it wasn't like a micro hotel, but it was like a standard hotel room. This wasn't like, you know, some, it wasn't a suite by any stretch. And but you feeling like this, it just feels so so much room, so much space, so much room for activities. Almost like run around in circles and throw my hands up in the air. Yeah, it, it felt. I don't know. It was. It was almost like um. It seemed to be uncomfortable. Like <laughs> like you know, kind of. I'm gonna have to get used to this. I kind of get in the flow. So you you moved to RV life, like I said, like very seamlessly. You went from that to that, and you were just like. And here I am in my RV and I'm working. I'm like doing my thing. You're now in this fantastic loft, which is, I don't know if you can hear that. There's like fireworks going on outside. My poor dog. She's just going to be. Oh, yeah. So- yeah. What's the deal? Oh, New Year's, of course. New Year's. Uh, yeah. yeah. In this area, they, uh, it's illegal, but they do it anyway. If you hear that, that's what that is. You've now moved to this really great loft. Was that a transition? Was that seamless? Like you were kind of going to the RV or was that kind of the same 
sort of experience. Yeah, you know, the uh, this was quite the experience moving into this place. It's a pretty cool lot. I think I said on the last episode I didn't want to give too many details out about it because obviously as popular as you and I are, we don't want stalkers <laughs> to show up at the front door. <laughs> but it is So if you picture a sleek urban loft, it has yeah. vaulted ceilings. It has yeah. walls that are nothing but windows, like just ceiling to floor windows. Yeah. Pretty much. You can see, well, I guess you can't see because it's a podcast, but Kim can <laughs> see. There's a Concrete. window here that I'm pointing at. And so we Concrete have. And... Yeah, I've got a background that's a all brick wall and it's huge. It's kind of cool. I got to admit that I'm spoiled now already and we haven't been here a month. <laughs> but you still got that dinky little Christmas tree. I was super excited. Like, oh, you're going to get that 15 foot Christmas tree. I just know it. I just know it. you're like, now nah, we're going to get this little dinky thing we're going to put on the table. I was very disappointed. Yeah. Because it's a uh, rosemary, it's actually a rosemary bush, so we can use it to cook with. So, you know, how, how hipster of you, Jeff. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm wearing a flannel shirt right now, too. So, <laughs> not really, but <laughs> no, you're not that hipster, you're the urban hipster. You got the black t shirt on, the black rim glasses, the pomade in your hair, and the AirPods. You, my friend, yeah, you've, you've gone to the other side. So, now, but now you find yourself in this designated workspace, yeah. And you have this amazing handcrafted desk from Etsy. You got a pen cup? I don't, but the the, uh, the little whiteboard thing has a pen tray, so that's what oh, that's I right. Use, so. That's right. So you got the whiteboard thing that goes yeah. over over that. You got the chair. We haven't discussed this in the past, but I'm really interested to know. You have gone from not having a designated workspace that you know it was a kitchen table that was that served about seven or eight different purposes. You just, you know, you could put your laptop <laughs> on, but now you have this really fabulous workspace and it's in this fantastic loft. What has surprised you about that? Or has nothing surprised you about that? I think the biggest thing is, uh, gosh, surprising me. You know, having that extra monitor really does help. I was surprised probably by how much that extra monitor helps, I think. That was the biggest thing. But the other thing is being able to wake up, walk out, and grab a cup of coffee without having to go through the whole setup process. Because in the RV, limited space, I pull the stuff out of the cupboard, get it set up, I get, do the pour-over stuff. With this, I have a actual coffee maker. So It's like your RV commute. Like yeah, your version yeah. of the community in RV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have that coffee already ready for me because it sits on a timer. And so when I get up, it's ready to go. I think that's the best thing. And there are, you know, advantages, obviously, that second monitor. I don't have to worry about power. That's, I, I think that's probably number one. I don't have to worry that I'm going to run out of power and have to pack up everything and run into a coffee shop plug everything in and get ready to go. I can just get up, walk out and be ready to go. Unless obviously the power's out in the area, but. So are you surprised by, to learn how much real estate that took mm -hmm. up the first, the last thing of the night, the first thing in the morning, are you surprised to learn that that really occupied a lot of your, of your, yeah. of your thought? Yeah. It did. Yeah, it really did. And, and now I don't have to think about that stuff. Kind of going back to this this idea, you know, that this took up a lot more energy than you really yeah. kind of maybe realized at the time. 
first thing in the yep. morning, last thing at night. And really that was a factor every step of the way. What else has kind of surprised you moving into the space? So not just like the the mechanics of it, but how does it feel to sit down in like that's your desk, bro? Like that's a custom <laughs> desk. That's your workspace. Like when I sit down at my desk, this is like my, this is like the cockpit. You know, this is this yeah. is my this is my uh, sacred ground. Nice. Not gonna lie, it's very nice to be able to just come out of the bedroom, walk around the corner, grab a cup of coffee, come over here, sit down, log in, and it's like. Yeah, everything's just how I left it. I didn't have to <laughs> unpack my bag, put everything out, try to get it situated the way I had it before. Because, Unwrap all the power cables. Yeah, it's just how I left it. Everything's plugged in. I have power. It's just, yeah, everything's charged. I don't have to worry about battery life. I mean, yeah, it's very simple. You wouldn't think it would be that much, but it just kind of throws you off. Now, I'm not saying that that is not a good way to do this remote life because it definitely was. I enjoyed yeah. the hell out of it. No, it was, that was just a different. trade-off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a different way of doing it. The other way is not bad. And if you kind of embrace it, no big deal. That's just my routine. I have a different routine now. I can get up and grab my coffee, like I said, and, and just kind of start right in. So, and in a year, oh. you might be ready to shed all of that. You know, that might yeah, feel like extra totally. baggage in a year. So if that desk okay. ever feels like extra baggage, you're going to let me know, right? <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to keep it. I'll put it in storage. I'm not getting rid of this. <laughs> Damn it. I knew it. Sorry. So kind of talking about like routines. So with you and your wife, both in the RV, both, you know, working remotely, there was, it seemed to be that there was, there was a cadence to that, that, you know, you worked around each other. There was a flexibility. You kind of anticipated, you know, each other's needs or, you know, space while like, while you were working. Has that changed at all? Or is it just like everybody's able to work because we have this nice big loft together and that hasn't changed at all? No, it's changed. It's definitely changed because now like when I'm doing like this podcast, for example, I'm doing this and she's, she's sitting over kind of kitty corner from me. But I know that if I'm too loud, all she has to do is kind of go into the bedroom, which is kind of sealed off, and she can work. And she As opposed to telling you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> As opposed to telling you to shut the fuck up. Instead of going, what the fuck? Let's go. Why are you talking so loud? And I say, oh, it's the whiskey. It's the whiskey. It doesn't work anymore. She just moves into the other room. and blame it on me. Right, exactly. <laughs> you're always drinking when you talk to Kim. Why is this deal? <laughs> Not true, folks. I'm just kidding. But but in the RV, we were like directly across from each other. So I had to really watch my volume because her work requires her to be able to hear what is on the recording. And sometimes those recordings, you know, and transcription, which is also a work a remote work job. The recordings aren't exactly great. Sometimes they're body cam. Sometimes they're, you know, court recordings. Sometimes yeah, I've seen her work. She is yeah. laser focused, and it's all about you know. Yeah. She has a headset on. I mean, literally. I mean, the job description is like hanging on every every word, and with such a focus. Yeah, even the generator running in the RV. If we had to charge the batteries, that would affect her. So she had to stop what she was doing until the batteries charged up enough because it was like too much noise 
even though inside the RV it wasn't that loud from what I was thinking, but when you're trying to listen to somebody that's very faint on a body cam or something like that, which is a lot of what that transcription stuff is when you're talking about law enforcement stuff, it's it's hard to hear. Yeah, they have their own language. It's not exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. some of the people that she listens to, she'll play back some of the stuff. It's like, what do they say? And I'm like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to be that's high enough to the, be able to understand that, but bracket you know, inaudible closed bracket. <laughs> yeah, 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 inaudible. Move on. You're talking about the the benefits of this transition to the loft in Tulsa. Has even she is experiencing benefits that are even unique from yours, right? For her work, really interesting. I had not thought about that. Why yeah, she's able to like right now? She's working. She's transcribing over there. I can see her. She's got her glass of wine. She's able to transcribe this stuff. But I've also noticed that sometimes when I'm doing things, uh, she'll pick up her portable desk and she'll move into the bedroom, which is kind of sealed, and shut the door. What portable desk? Yeah, she has a fold-up desk that she likes. I like to have the desk all set up, which is nice. So you have the custom, (laughs) you purchased custom desk from Etsy, the ergonomic chair and the whiteboard that fits over your keyboard. And she's folding up a desk, a little board. I mean, is it like a tea tray? (laughs) What is it? I tried. I tried to get her into a desk in the corner opposite me where she'd have her own area it's all set up in the corner well okay let me nobody put left's wife in the corner in the let me rephrase that because (laughs) (laughs) yes please please do i'm gonna gonna give you the space to do that kudos to you kim for uh, calling me out on that little phrasing (laughs) she it was like i'm in one corner she could be in another corner opposite me and we'd work in our own separate work areas but she likes the ability to, you know, fold up her desk, go into the bedroom and work and not really lose us. Does she? Does she? She does. Actually, I've, I've said it many times. I've asked her many times. It's like, this cannot be pleasant for you. Do you, do you enjoy this? And she's like, yeah, I mean, I just need my laptop and this desk. I'll just. I, I think it maybe we could have bedroom. her on unofficial remote so we can talk to her we, about yeah, it. Yeah, you know what? We, we can do that. I'll have to make sure she's in the bedroom, though, you know. That's her workspace. So, because I have my desk and I don't want anything interrupting that flow, <laughs> obviously. People so, probably listen to that and they're going, what a dick. <laughs> I'm just gonna let that hang out there. You know? <laughs> Only because I know you, I know better, but you know that might yeah. uh but one of the things I kind of want to ask you about, so with Tulsa Remote, part of the that incentive package is access to co-working spaces. And they're they're like all over the place, these co-working spaces that you can yeah. kind of go and you can pay a certain amount like to be in there for the day and it's Wi-Fi access and you have like a desk and, and, and such. And some of them are better than others. I used to work with a guy not um, at my last company and he like went to go visit his parents in Florida and he was in a co-working space. This was a company that there were, there was a lot of zoom meetings, Jeff. So, so many fucking zoom meetings. Well, and when, my God, I mean, this, 
I mean, the work itself required a lot of Zoom meetings and that sort of thing, but God damn, there's so many Zoom meetings. But so he would get on the Zoom meeting and it looked like he was like in this little phone booth with yeah. like curtains around him. So he was like, always kind of like hunkered down in this little phone booth. But I remember that he would have to like, oh my God, it's 4.59. And all of a sudden, boom, he'd be gone because at five o'clock the Wi-Fi is cut off and they kick everybody out. So like some workspaces are, you know, warm and inviting and some spaces are, you know, not do you think you'll explore any of those co-working since it's part of that incentive package might you know is it worth checking out are you interested at all yeah it's called uh 36 degrees north is the uh the company that's part of your i think it's a monthly fee that they pay i think it's normally like 100 bucks a month but that's part of being in Tulsa remote and so I have my orientation on the 5th of January. So, wow. yeah, so we'll know more after that orientation when I can actually go to, go to this place. And hopefully maybe I can, you know, we can do a podcast where I'm there so we can see how it works. But I think I have the, really yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, mostly podcasts, you know, you want to make sure you have some kind of sound dampening and that sort of thing with this place. I don't know how that's going to work, but definitely we're going to check it out. So I'll probably do this podcast from there just so you can kind of hear how it is. But yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to go down there and I'll probably just to get out of the uh, apartment, you know, just to be able to get out on three weeks in the same luxurious uh, loft with yeah. my yeah. And <laughs> gotta get out of this. Gotta get out of this they space. Don't, uh, they don't have whiskey there, but they have. Coffee. <laughs> so you know, you know, trade off. I always been interested though in in the co working concept though, because I always felt like you know, because it was targeting remote workers, but I felt like okay, isn't that just voluntarily working in an office? So I'm really interested to kind of hear about it. So one of the things I was looking at today was uh, laptopfriendly.co, so laptopfriendly.co. Really interesting website to be able to like, where's the good Wi-Fi and that sort of thing. But a lot of it is about co-working spaces. So I'll be interested to hear like how that works out. And if you're, you know, is that a community that, that connects and collaborates or exchanges ideas? I'll, I'll be really interested to learn more about that after you go. Yeah, on the really it. I think it's going to be a good, good place. And so I'm excited as well to actually explore it. Tulsa is really embracing the remote worker obviously, because they have the Tulsa Remote program, and they're going to continue it even past this year. So if you're interested, make sure you go to TulsaRemote.com. But, yeah, they're definitely keeping this going, and it's all private grants. It's not a government-funded thing by any means. And to be honest, they have to make up for a lot with their history, but they are doing it. You know, And this is the way to do it. I mean, if you want to infuse – you know, bringing in new revenue is one thing, but if you want to change the landscape of your city, attract new people, different people, incentivize remote workers to come to your town, your township, your city, small towns as well. Tulsa has had sure. such momentum. They've, they have been eager to enrich their community. So I think this, I think this is a great strategy uh, for them to go about that. Yeah, they're embracing what they need to do. They embrace the past. They know that maybe their past isn't the greatest, but that's... Well, it's definitely not the greatest. This is their opportunity not to, you know, this isn't their past, 
right. to, to undo that. But okay, Tulsa, leverage this, build and enrich your, your community with this. Right. Um, and right. as far as I can tell, and, and I've monitored it for quite some time, they're making some very smart decisions and they're, they're very careful. They're very intentional. Yep. They are very philanthropic. And, and this is just like a, a piece of what they're doing to enrich that community. Um, so I, I, I hope that they continue in that same direction. Um, and I hope that other cities will, will follow that same model. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause they're, what they're doing is the right step. I mean, they're making some great moves and, uh, get people in here and. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Tulsa. Don't yeah, fuck it up. Exactly. Don't fuck this up. You're looking really good. Uh, We're behind you. We're behind you. Tulsa. We're living it. We're living it. Tulsa. Don't fuck this up. Well, why don't you take us out, Jeff? We'll wrap it up. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. Anybody that's Happy listening. Happy you, Ken. Oh, my gosh. Always good to see you. And I hope uh, everyone has a happy and healthy New Year. I, you know, I, I'm hesitant to say it can't be any worse than 2020, but we know how things go. And We survived 2020. I mean, we yeah. let's, let's establish that. Because not everybody made it through with us. We've both lost yeah. People this year. Uh, But we did, we made it through. I'm excited to see 2021, excited to see what's going to happen with the remote community going forward. I'm, uh, I think there's good things ahead for people that want to work remotely. It's going to be good. I have faith. Just the way to go. Just the way to go. I'm serious. Happy new year. Happy new year. Thanks for listening to the Unofficial Remote Podcast with your hosts, Jeff and Kim. And if you want even more Unofficial Remote, be sure to subscribe and head over to unofficialremote.com. That's all for this episode. Please stay safe and see you next time.